Hey guys, welcome to the Talking College Baseball Podcast. We're your hosts, Sebastian Dunn and Chad Braglin. We're super excited to get this podcast started, uh, bring you guys all the college baseball coverage throughout the year. Please, if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, before we get into our college baseball preseason rankings, Chad, how you doing today, dude? Uh, you know, I'm doing well out here in Southern California. Today was a great day, sunny and I think it was like 75, not a cloud in the sky, can't beat it. So excited to get this thing started, we've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, definitely. Coming from two former college baseball players is something we really care about and something like Chad and I were saying earlier that we're super excited to get started. So um, let's dig right in. Preseason college baseball rankings is what we'll start with. LSU at number one. Chad, what is your take on that, dude? Even well, though like they didn't have the best year last year, like some of these teams, uh, they're still they're still gonna be up there just because all the transfers. Tell me about some of the transfers. Yeah, definitely. I think it starts with Tommy Tanks White. Obviously, um, big name last year. Uh, set a bunch of ACC records at NC State. Uh, he's a corner infielder, DH. That's so gonna bring a lot of pop to the middle of that lineup. Um, he was a you know social media sensation. It seemed like yeah. last year following college baseball so he's an exciting player to watch um, a couple think, other ones I, I think this uh paul skinis a uh, right-hand pitcher from air force uh, put up some big numbers as a two-way guy which is something you don't see in college baseball much these days. yeah that's that's a tough uh tough thing to do in college baseball and the fact that he's doing it at one of the highest levels in college baseball just proves you this dude this dude's legit he's a stud um i'm excited about talking about tommy tommy tanks tommy white is I'm just excited to see what he can do in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like facing you know a double A arm every time you go out there. The every best time, of the best. Yeah, that's like dudes who are legit. It's like every Friday night guy is gonna go top five rounds usually. Exactly. And yeah. so I'm pumped to see see what he can do against them. Like you said, he he was a stud last year and. Uh, shoot, we'll see what he can do. But uh, I mean, three sixty two with twenty seven bombs. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself in the ACC, one of the best conferences in college baseball. Not it's bad. not bad. A couple uh, other exciting transfers for them: Christian Little, right-handed pitcher from Vandy, um, talented arm. He'll be exciting to watch this year. Very good. And Thatcher Hurd, right-handed pitcher starter from UCLA. Uh, he'll be he'll be exciting to watch as well on a bigger platform here in the SEC. Um, so, like I said, LSU takes the top spot, number one, according to Baseball America. We got Tennessee at number two, electric program to watch. We got Florida at three, Stanford at four, and Louisville at five. Something that's not surprising to me when you look at this top ten, even the top 25, is the amount of SEC schools in this yeah, in this top 25. Not, not surprising at all with the history of some of these programs like a Florida or a Vandy, even LSU, right? Uh, especially... Um, the last couple years, throughout the last decade, really, the SEC has dominated college baseball. You look at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the last couple years. Yeah, the Mississippi boys getting it done. Super excited um, to watch some of these big-time SEC schools. So we're going to talk about next is some of the, the big-time programs that we're excited to watch this year. If you don't know college baseball really well uh, and you're looking for a game to watch, some of these programs are going to be uh, just electric games, atmospheres, matchups to watch. Um, and I'm going to talk about Tennessee. Tennessee, they're one of the most electric programs in the country, in my opinion. 
I mean, what Tony Botello has done with that program is such a short time. Um, he brings youth, swagger, some of that new school uh, college baseball, brings flair, a loose culture. Um, I think it rubs off on the players. I mean, you can see it just with their home run celebrations and and uh, how loose they play, how, how they play with an edge, a flair. Um, they're really exciting to watch. Um, I think they use their social media very well as well to kind of promote them on a bigger platform. For sure. I mean, when, when your coach has as much swag as that guy, I mean, what do you think it's going to bring to the program? Exactly. It just rubs off on the players. Um, obviously, they lost a lot last year. Um, I know most of their starting lineup, you know, Jordan Beck, Drew Gilbert, uh, Trey Lipscomb, uh, Joel Ortega, Luke Lipsius. I mean, they, they lost a lot of guys. Um, most of their starting lineup, uh, in fact. Um, yeah. They do bring back a, a few returners, a couple freshmen especially, that played really well. Blake Burke, a big power-hitting lefty. Uh, Jared Dickey. Um, an outfielder catcher that kind of kind of did a little bit of everything, um, kind of burst on the scene for them last year. Obviously, they bring a one of the most electric rotations in college baseball. I mean, Chase Dolander, Chase Burns, Drew Beam, Blade Tidwell. I mean, uh, what Frank Anderson's been able to do with that staff in terms of development is crazy. Um, it's one of the best staffs in college baseball. So even if their lineup 100%. isn't quite as good this year. Um, which I mean, that's a friendly, friendly hitters park. I mean, the ball ball jumps there, so I don't think they'll have any problem on offense. But dude, what they provide on the mound and through that rotation is just crazy. Obviously, like I said, Frank Anderson, Rawlings pitching coach of the year in twenty twenty two. Um, they're so much fun to watch. And yeah, uh, I mean, I they they might be at number two, but. I'm definitely putting money on them this year to win, to win it all. I, I totally agree. If dude. they don't win it all, I think there's a fluke in college baseball with their staff, with their coaching, with everything that they had brought to Tennessee. I It's just, it'd be very unexpected for them not to at least make it to the World Series, mm-hmm. but win it all. I, I think so too, like, dude. Like you were talking about earlier, they're, they're losing a guy, Joel Ortega, who last year was like a nobody. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he comes out and that's three ninety with twenty jacks. Like, how do you have? How do you have just people like that dude, who were sitting the bench? Right, and I think I mean they recruit so well. I mean, obviously a big time program, great facilities, great fan base, but they recruit. But the most important part is they have guys step up every year, every year. which in college sports is so important, dude. Regardless of what sport it is, you see like the Georgias, the Alabamas. They they lose a ton of guys every year, but they have guys step up. And uh, they've done this through recruiting, dude, and developing. But they've also done it through the transfer portal. Um, they got some exciting guys coming in. Zane Ditton, third baseman from Alabama. Maui Ohana uh, from Kansas. He's going to be a really exciting left-handed bat to watch at shortstop this year. Uh, Griffin Merritt from Cincinnati. So they're bringing in some transfer portal guys that have experience at the D1 level. They're going to help them. Uh, but they also just freaking develop, dude. They just develop so well. Um, before before we get into all the transfers to these big D1s and all that good stuff, what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's uh, a little bit out of control in all sports. Not so much college baseball, but, I mean, if you make a name for yourself, dude, you could just about transfer anywhere you want. I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think it needs some regulation. I hundred percent agree with that. I I like it to some extent, but for the guys who just aren't playing and 
you know, aren't just, they're not really waiting their turn. Like, some of the guys who go to these big D1s just sit, and then they're just able to transfer out and just go play. I, I don't like that part. My, I like to where, you know, you kind of get to almost earn your spot, wait your turn, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, these guys, they, they want it right then and there. It's like, you know, you, if you go to these big D1s, you can't expect to play first day, you know? Right. Right, you might be you might have been an all American in high school, but guess what? There's guys who've been there three, four years, and they grinded to get that spot. And they and now these other kids just want to transfer and not have to sit out a year and just go play it. You know, yeah. it's, it's stuff like that that kind of gets to me. But all in all, like you said, college baseball is not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad at all. And I think that's uh that's just part of culture nowadays, dude. People want. Everything right then, right there. I mean, like you said, they don't want to sit behind guys that are going to be draft picks to wait their turn. Um, so it's kind of a cultural thing. Uh, but for now, especially in college baseball, it's not anything crazy. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, basically. We, we, can't, we can't do anything about it. So No. It is no. what it is. Chad, who's your team this year that you're most excited to watch? Obviously, coming out of my home state, the University of Florida. Uh, I, you know, I just grew up watching this team. I'm, you know, from Florida, so it's just a team I've always grown up watching and uh, going to the games and just the atmosphere that they have there. It's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's family friendly. Solely, he's a different type of coach. Yeah, and I think that's that's really unique in baseball. Um, maybe in other sports as well, but he's a tough old school kind of coach. Yeah, real yeah. loud, real vocal. More of like an old school guy that kind of just brings that old school mentality to the game. Yeah, and having some buddies who have played at the University of Florida, I've had some, you know, real life, you know, uh, stories from them that they've told me about how Sully coaches them, and it comes from it's kind of to make the team come together, love each other, and hate almost hate him. Right. right? And we're like, you know, we're not playing for Coach Sully, we're playing for each other, and I've had experience with that, and and that's the thing that like. You know, as, as a coach, if that's your style and that's what works, go for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, enough on the old school coaching. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's been a powerhouse for the last decade, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. He has definitely done that. But the thing is, they had a few kind of big losses in my eyes, mm-hmm. especially Judd Babian. Um, Sterling Thompson, Chris Armstrong transferred um to uh ju i mean it's losses um and we'll see how they replace that a guy that i'm excited to watch for this year um transfer from coastal carolina infielder dale thomas uh hit 284 13 bombs um just kind of that spark that you need uh, in the top of your lineup and i think he's really going to provide that for them obviously um they did great in the transfer portal last year yeah and the one thing i do like about Sully is he also doesn't just go straight to the uh the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. He loves JUCO guys, right. and that's one thing. A lot of these big schools, for example, Vanderbilt, they don't they don't really get JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird to me because those JUCO guys have so much experience and all all the all different types of things that they have experienced in junior college, and it just kind of baffles me that you know Vanderbilt wouldn't wouldn't want those guys. Right, and that I think that just depends on the coach, obviously. Some coaches are more, you know, we want to develop our guys. We want to have them in yeah. our system. So I get that either way. But 
Um, yeah, it's cool to see a, more of an old school coach like Kevin S. Sullivan dip into the transfer portal to add some big guys. And I, honestly, I think in today's game, that's how you're successful. Uh, yeah, especially when you be. have a young team. Be, yeah. um, the last addition that's uh, that's a big deal for Florida is right-handed pitcher from Southern Miss, uh, Hurston Waldrop. Uh 320 ERA, 6-2, uh, just really shores up that rotation for them, and I think that will be a huge help. Yeah, so those are just some teams. Obviously, Florida, um, Tennessee, uh, we're excited to watch LSU, of course. Um, they had some big-time additions like we talked about earlier. Um, talk to me a little bit more about Vandy, dude. I know you're excited to watch Vandy this year. Um, obviously, like a Florida, they've been a powerhouse in college baseball over the last decade, I think. You know, starting back from David Price, you know, Dansby, guys that, like you said, helped build that program. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to go watch Vanderbilt baseball? It's a great place to play, first off. And second off, it's one of the most prestigious college baseball programs in, in I want to, not history, because I can't say that yet, but I want to say in the next few years, it's going to be in history. Mm-hmm. And that's just a Tim Corbin thing. His atmosphere, and I've, I've heard it. Uh, personally, I, from Austin Martin, a great friend of mine. Shout out Austin. He's a great dude. And I've heard it personally from him. Like, Tim Corbin expects the most and expects the very best out of you every single day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no joke there. I've heard, you know, you know how they have Hell Week or whatever? Yeah. Like, Austin has told me about that, and they bring in military dudes for that. Yeah, right. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's no joke. Tim Corbin doesn't play around. Right. And that's, that's exactly why that that's exactly why they're so good. I think it's like the the college baseball version of Alabama and what Nick Saban has done there, yes. what Kirby Smart is kind of doing at Georgia with the off the field stuff that helps not only bring his team together but help with mental toughness and learning from you know elite people, not just baseball players, but like you said, military and stuff like that. All those little things. Yeah, the mental preparation, the mental toughness, the togetherness. I mean, dude, that that just helps you set apart a program. Um, so excited to watch Vandy. Obviously, they're sitting at number ten. They've they've done great recruiting. I think a lot of the top kids in the country choose Vandy, but with the draft and stuff, you know, yeah, it's it's very hard to retain all that top talent that you get. So we're excited to watch them this year. I know Chad's excited about watching them. D1 to D2, we're going to talk about the D2 season rankings. Uh, North Greenville on top. Uh, last year had a record of 54-10, and 10, uh, followed by Southern Arkansas, Tampa, Columbus, and Wingate. A lot of these names, uh, especially like a Tampa, I know you can attest, Chad, coming from a D2 background plant, Delta State, you face these guys a lot. Um you know, from my D2 background early on in college baseball, I remember, you know, Tampa just being a powerhouse every year. Um, and I've heard a lot about North Greenville, so obviously those are very successful programs. I think I want to start here, though, with who's not in the in the top 25. I'll hand it over to wow. you, dude, because yeah. Delta State, your alma mater, is not in the top 25. Which is surprising, seeing some of the teams in the top 25 and not having Delta State in the top 25. It's very surprising. Uh, we had a really good year last year. I mean, we made it to regionals, and we ended. You know, um, this year, this year we're preseason number one in our conference, and not even the top twenty-five. It's, it's kind of baffling. Um, can somewhat get because we lost a lot of guys, right? Uh, a lot of lot of seniors. 
guys that they brought in. We have I know they have a couple of lefty pitchers they brought in that were that were just dudes. Our coach is his fourth year as a head coach. His first year there took us to the conference championship. Mm-hmm. His second year, we made it to regionals and won our conference. Didn't win the conference championship, but like was number one our conference. And here he's just gotta he's gonna he's gonna go far. I, I know right. that. If if it doesn't attest anything, I mean his first year took us to the freaking conference championship. Right. He's gonna he's gonna uh, turn this program around, and we're not gonna be out of the top twenty five for too much longer. I I, yeah. I promise you after this year, we're definitely gonna be top twenty five for sure. It's also weird, West Florida. They're I was gonna say there. the same thing. I thought West Florida, a very unique place to play. Obviously, Pensacola. They have a great facility. Coach has been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cool place to play. They have a good fan base. I've seen it uh, in person. Can you add a little bit about why maybe West Florida is not in the top 25? Well, from what I saw last year, it's like they had a down year last year. Right. Very down year. The year before, they were very good. Very good. And um, I they, they actually beat us in the conference championship that year. So they were really good. But this past year, they were just very young. Right. Very young and had just a, kind of a down year, which I mean that all programs have. Um, but I'm expecting in the next couple of years for them to be really good. Right. Um, Especially when they get a little bit older, juniors yeah. and seniors. Yeah. As much as I don't like them, they're probably going to be pretty good for a long time. It turns out like they were like one of our biggest rivals. Like, right. Every time we played them, those games were just crazy games, like... I'm talking back and forth the whole game. Mutual respect, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we respected them. They respected us. And so, like, you know how those games go. They're just right. so fun. They're so fun. But, you know, it's just a few teams that aren't in the top 25 that really surprised me. Um, I think Nova Southeastern's one, too. Um, they get a lot of D1 bounce backs. And that's the thing with a lot of these programs, like a Tampa. They get a lot of these guys that go to these D1 schools and don't play right away that transfer in and uh, just make an immediate impact. So Nova is kind of one of those programs that does the same thing. Uh, they're in a very talent-rich area in South Florida. So that's kind of something, too. I was I was a little bit surprised by that, but not so much in the loop on them over the past couple of years. I saw that Valdosta State was in the top 25, which is very surprising to me. I, Why is that? For the, for the first reason... We swept them last year. Okay. Second reason is that I just don't think they're, they're very good. Thing is, is they have the dudes. They get the dudes every year, but how many years have they ever put it together? Right. And that, that's important, too. Not you many. can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't put it together, obviously you don't win. And a lot run. of these rankings are off people, off right. players. Mm-hmm. And it's, they, it's never really off of how they've done... It is how they've done in the past, yeah, but it's off the players who are on their team, people who have transferred to them, stuff like that, and it's, if you just look at their history, like, they have the dudes, like, they have the FSU transfers, they have the Florida transfers, they have the Miami transfers Mm -hmm. every year, but they never can put it together, because it's usually a lot of I guys, right? to be honest. Right. Like, it really is. And I think that's the thing that plagues a lot of programs, regardless of the level that it's at. If you don't play together as a team, it's it's hard to win games. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of wraps up our preseason rankings for both D1 and D2. Um, next week, we're going to be previewing some of the big matchups. Obviously, like I said, uh, college baseball is right around the corner. It, it's come up so fast. I felt like it just ended. Dude. I felt like it just ended as well. So 
Um, we'll be previewing some big matchups in both D1 and D2 in Week 1. Um, like I said, we're a little less than a week away, so we're super excited to get some big pregame matchups. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, like I said, please give us a like, follow, subscription. We're on most major platforms. Uh, we just want to thank you, like we said again, for listening, and we'll get back to you next week. Yeah, thank you all so much uh, for listening. And in the future, we're going to add in some, uh, hopefully we're going to bring on some guests and have some cool stories from some pro players, from some ex-college players. And uh, if that excites you, tune in again. Like we said, we really appreciate you listening. Share it with everyone you know. Uh, thank you all and peace out. Thank <laughs> you.